welcome to uh, week two of the shelf. Um, it's good to see Ross back. Hi, back uh, from his travels. Back from his travels. How was it? It was good. I spent most of it listening to the Airbike podcast. Absolutely, as you do, as everyone. As you do. That's my weekend as well. How about you, Alex? All day. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, last week we sort of touched on the whole idea of the shelf, um, how it worked, how the process goes from sort of idea stage through to uh, research to possibilities to proposal and so on. Um, today we're going to talk about a list that's, I guess, down to rejected. So there are ideas that have either gone from idea stage straight to rejected or have been for research and then we've chosen to reject them. Um, lots of different ideas, I guess. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few on the old rejected list. As you do, um, as we talk about talked about Sturgeon's law last time. Yep. Well, ninety percent of everything is is crap. Yep. So we we're really going for quantity here on the shelf <laughs> and rejecting the rejecting the crap. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how many have we got here? It's probably about twenty or uh, less. Uh, I haven't had a count, but yeah. probably not far off. Yeah. All right. So how do you want to tackle this? Top down. Yeah. All right. Why yeah, not? sure. So, um, one at the top is platform between brands and influencers. Um, this was raised by um, Louis, who worked with us over the summer. Um, this was kind of a concept that was born from referral um, when we were talking about sort of affiliate marketing and pushing yeah. referrals onto uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. And then I think this concept came when um, he wanted to sort of touch on I guess YouTube's now a big thing well even bigger now with the whole vlogging platform yeah, so he wanted to platform. he wanted to hook up um, brands with those influencers mm-hmm. whether it's from it, whether it's from YouTube or Instagram or wherever um, yeah what did you think of this idea? Ross? Well I think well it got quite quickly rejected strangely enough um, I'm just kind of looking at it now it got rejected one minute after it entered the idea <laughs> stage. So it's like we, I think this is like rejected even as we were talking about it. I, I think it was, first. yeah, I think it was just uh, the whole kind of putting together the the influencers with the brands is a bit of a chicken and egg problem. Yeah. yeah. We have no experience in that area. So whilst like there's people already doing this kind of these platforms and they operate as agency styles um, of companies, we just don't really have their expertise yeah and i think there is a few big kind of players that manage a bunch of different influencers on youtube and they take care of they take care of basically everything in regards to the the advertising the management the payment the uh advertising is it, is it almost like having um an agent yeah, yeah. Like a exactly like yeah. that and these these kind of agencies allow you to to come on board even when you're when your channel is quite small mm. and you're growing, so they try and catch you as early as possible, yeah. and then they can kind of negotiate with big brands, have a big kind of reach to yeah. different brands, and then they compare the different advertisers with the kind of correct influencers. Yeah. And I know that there's some smaller comp like YouTube groups that mm. kind of come together. Mm. Say they're in like the travel niche, they'll do travel vlogs. They all kind of come together as well and form a almost collective group and then they can negotiate with the big brands as well. Yep. And that's that's kind of what 
what the platform we yep. spoke about would have been. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. It's very uh, uh, now, you know. It's, it's, it's viable. It's viable. Yeah, it's viable, yeah. but maybe not our specialty. Yeah, you, I think you definitely need some reach or entry into into the kind of yep. industry there. All right, next one. Moving right. quick. Uh, There's a lot to get through. Compare the market for business services. I think Ross raised this, so maybe you explain what uh, it is. I just want to... Oh, okay. Yeah, so this was like... Um, share, share stack or stack share? I can't remember which one it is. Hmm. Um, where basically it's collating the software... So st- stack share is where software and technology stacks used by companies are shared. Um, and so this was the same as that, but not technology stacks, but rather just like business or SaaS software that businesses use mm-hmm. um, and just trying to openly disclose that and say like what processes and people use and what software they use um, and also telling people about the cost and like how much they spend on it. Yep. Um, I think there was one like this called Founder Kit, which is basically kind of along the same lines, but that was actually more of a curated mm-hmm. kind of thing rather than companies themselves going on and creating this uh is that just because it was early stage or uh like to, to drive the traffic to, to drive the um sort of data on there yeah they created it yeah um, i think so yeah um a bit like what we're having with a couple of our products where they want to be able to show off kind of what it can do yeah uh and yes yeah, so there's a directory of uh which companies people are using um i'm not entirely sure why this was rejected like <laughs> Looking back at it, and like when I'm talking about, it, I'm like, actually, this, this is an alright idea. Well, this is what the shelf is all about, you know. Maybe to revisit on absolutely those lost yeah. the business ideas, and there are there are a bunch of kind of curated lists of of people putting together these kind of collection of tools yeah. with the hopes of of getting some of those affiliate click throughs. I think I think the difficulty was we couldn't see why people would why companies would actually bother to do this. Um, yeah, Stackshare has a. Share stack has a uh, pen of hit because you're showing off to potential employees or like potential candidates. So you're saying like these are the cool tech stacks that we use. Why don't you come and work with oh, us? Right, okay. Whereas so kind of like recruitment spin. Yes, yeah, yeah kind of like that. Um, whereas this directory doesn't really. I mean, it tells you a bit about the company, so it could work in that way because mm-hmm. it obviously could tell you about some of the business practices, some of the the processes, but. Uh, it doesn't really have that much pull on it and that much kind of uh, return, like yeah. easy return uh, mm. for customers to be invested in bothering to do it. Okay. I think that was the main drive around it. Okay. All right. I um yeah, I saw a similar kind of kit style thing the other day and it's kind of like how can the different spin-offs add value in different ways. This one I saw was a kind of really concise review and description of the tools mm-hmm. that different startups use and they kind of went that route to kind of so you could browse through and easily see what's good what's yeah, bad about these different I, software. I think this came out of when we were looking for a particular tool and we knew that there was loads of different places that offered this tool i think it was like uh, weekly or daily planning of work and we were like well what do other people use and what you know how much do they spend on this and it was just kind of get that information is yeah. quite hard at the moment um, I think yeah. right. but it is becoming more and more um, accessible with like people creating lists like you just had you just said yeah sure on to the next one 
Yep. Uh, so next one says, a fixed issue with companies taking money from me without my consent. That sounds like an angry... Yeah, it sounds like know, a... Spare of the moment <laughs> shelf ad. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was raised by Ross. It was. Uh, <laughs> I'm still quite passionate about this one. So this is coming back to... Basically, it's direct debit is what I've described in this. It's basically you being able to have that control to be able to cancel someone taking money from you without because a lot of SaaS services and a lot of uh, subscription services which is, you know it's a whole new topic of you know how much people's now spending on yeah, that style of subscriptions yeah. and rather than like one-off purchases um, it's to kind of prevent that being a problem for consumers adopting new software because a lot of people now um are kind of wary that it's charged to their card. So it means that the only way they can really cancel it and have control over it is if you can cancel your card. Yep. And what's interesting is that Steve and I both often use Monzo as a way of kind of getting around that problem. And we kind of say, uh, I, I feel like I've got more control with Monzo, even though sometimes you don't, but usually it's just because you've got a control on the amount of money that's in there. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, until, you know, when it was still prepaid. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of having that control over it again. Yeah, so you kind of would to get that you'd you'd need some access to to users' banks in the same way that Mint yeah. dot com does. Yeah, and in exactly. the UK that hasn't hasn't been very successful with similar companies, you know, trying to do the smart smart banking Absolutely. where you can see easily what you've been spending, budgeting. Yeah. There's a huge initiative called PSD two, I think it's called. Yeah, which is um an open banking regulation that's coming in force ne- early next year. And that's requiring all banks to conform to an open a- API so that developers oh, really? can actually in- start building software for people to read mm. bank accounts and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's great, to be honest, because you're looking at the direction Monzo is going. Yeah, and I think yeah they're going to be one of the forefronts of it. But um, there's also kind of a lot of uh, clashing from other people in the community. Um, so the guy that does Teller.io, he... Uh, it's kind of a big advocate of saying that actually the bank shouldn't control this open protocol because actually it's going to be in their interest rather than the consumers. And so he's built his own API. Uh, he's like hacked all the apps and uh, reverse engineered them to determine like how they work. And he's built like a working a- API that works across loads of banks already. Yep. Uh, people are already building on top of that. And so it would like rely on that kind of tech. So it would just be uh, sitting on top of that and then, yeah, being able to basically companies would have to request access for this money every month and then you say yep 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 mm-hmm. i still use this um and yeah it's just like gets a bit more warnings to let people have control over it um yeah. I, I again this was just rejected simply because it's such a big technical challenge it's like broad, yeah the, I- the idea is is like oh that would be really cool but it it doesn't translate because there's so much technical work yeah in that. there's a lot of a lot of players in this space now all trying to get a slice of the pie of the kind of money saving everyone say oh, look, you're spending too much money on this or save a bit of money hmm. i saw on the other day that was oh, i can't remember the name of it but it's kind of like messenger bot clear interface, maybe yeah clear is quite a big big one yeah uh the kind of one where you 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 message it say oh, how much have i spent this week yeah yeah i think that's clear yeah yeah you guys use that at all no no i don't know no. So do they work? Do they work in the same way that Mint does, where you give it access? Then yeah, yeah. So, so how? What's the kind of workaround there? Then is it that you're not like covered by your bank if something goes wrong? 
Uh, they try and shift liability to uh-huh. basically uh, the end user. It's called like non-repudiation or something like that. So the banks don't want you to be using these these tools as of yet. As of yet, not really. Uh, uh, okay. But they are obviously becoming more and more acceptable mm-hmm. to it. It, it. Like even like a year ago, eighteen months ago, there were some banks would have just banned you from like online oh, banking wow. if you were using some of these apps because they would yeah. be like, "Well, you're not using it properly. You're opening yourself up to being." Yeah. Uh, attacks in, in mm-hmm. that sense um, yeah what right. do you think about steve any um yeah i mean yeah i think the the main issue i have is is the same as the core issue which is companies taking money from me when i don't know that they're taking money from me so yeah. it's sort of having a a list of um services that you use that are you know taking money out of your account every month um and it goes unknown a lot of the time Especially when you sign up with different email accounts or whatnot. Yeah, well, hopefully that that problem is kind of getting solved yeah. through all these these movements in this space. Yeah. You'd hope so, but still, there are some people that like do, it, and it's not intentional. They're not trying to rip you off, but sometimes they just take money when they shouldn't, and yeah. it's a ball lake after that after the fact to actually go and get your money back. Yeah, because you have to go through like a support channel, and then you have to hope that they actually agree. Yeah, yeah. small steps. Hopefully, and yeah, obviously, consumer markets moving that way anyway. So yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, we just need cryptocurrency, right? Solve, solve all the problems. <laughs> problem. <laughs> uh, move on to the next one. Yep. Uh, is this the fourth one now? <coughs> yeah, fourth one. Onboarding swag bags. Okay, so this was quite an interesting one. We thought this was around the time that I started. Yep. That you kind of had this idea. Um, unfortunately, no swag. Swag was obtained on my start date. <laughs> and, you know, we saw that as a problem. It is a problem. But for a small company, it's it's kind of tough to to get all that different swag and buy it as a one-off and get it printed and everything at a kind of good price. Yeah. Because it would have cost a lot of money to get all the different different things, you know, like a bag, documents, branded merch, um, kind of kind of like the map of the company's visions. And we kind of brainstormed a bunch of different things that we could put on to that swag bag in the swag bag even mm. um any thoughts on that um yeah uh, you kind of nailed it basically at scale it's a lot easier to do this like if you're just doing it with one employee at a time maybe you know hire once every few months um unless you do it in bulk mm-hmm. you're going to struggle to make it cost effective yeah yeah, so yep. we our vision was a really kind of clean, slick onboarding process in terms of the swag in terms of other businesses signing up and they kind of upload their assets and then we take care of everything and yep. deliver a lovely final product for their new employee. Yeah. Um we realised that we would have had to take on a lot of the the physical work there. Hmm. Um in terms of like margins and costs. Because again, you look. You walk down to a printer, or a local printer, and you're gonna. They're not gonna be wanting to to faff about with one, one mug, one yeah. t-shirt, yeah. which is a problem in the first place. I think. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of going that direct to business route, hmm. and an all-in-one solution. Yeah, I still like the idea. It's yeah, a good it's idea. It should be done still, but. Yeah, there was definitely yeah definitely roadblocks, but when isn't there? Yep. When isn't there? We actually did quite a lot of research on this. To be fair, um, we did. You spent quite a lot of time going mm-hmm. through uh, actually how viable it was and turns out not very. 
Um, yep. Yeah, so there's some some silence going on because I think we're all reading reading <laughs> the kind of feedback that we we've, we've got a few months ago, over back in August. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just nailed it though. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cheers. Move on. Move on. Uh, next one is uh, search ads app, um, unofficial app for managing Apple search ads. Yep. So search ads by Apple, uh, which is basically, I mean, it says search ads. It's not. Yeah. When, when, did, that, when did that arrive in the UK? Was it last year or earlier this year? Maybe. I think it was early this year. Yeah. After ten launched. Yeah. So some. Yeah. And uh, there's no app. There's no app to manage it. Uh, uh, when you say manage, do you mean ads that you've put in place? Yeah, so manage your campaigns and basically keep track of how successful they are because mm. obviously you might want to update them yep. fairly often when you're managing them. Uh, this was this kind of fell out of um, when we were looking at uh, ASO Happy um, when we were pushing kind of the strategy for that and we started you know, working a lot more with search ads and we found that the, this kind of was there but there's no official API. Uh so it was kind of dead in the water, really. Is um, I've seen we've put so Google and well Google AdWords. Do they have an app then? Don't know. It looks like uh, Louis mentioned that there was AdWords Express. AdWords Express. Uh, I think he's gotten confused with what I meant. I think they they are apps to manage their respective services. Yeah, I think that's what, yeah. That's oh, what okay. I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's 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 ones that exist. Does Facebook do it as well? I would imagine so. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> All right. I feel like a lot of this is going to get like cut out because we're going to be like, actually, we're going to revisit some of these ideas. Hmm. <laughs> All about execution. Well, I mean, you just said there's no official API to do it. Indeed. So, well, there's an unofficial one. Right. How does that? How does that work? Uh, the same way uh, Fastlane works. Okay. By Felix. Right. Is this resurfacing then, Ross? For you? Uh, no, because it's still too much effort. No, oh, there we go. And I doubt anyone would pay for it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. So we've we've covered um, we've covered five. Yep. Five in twenty. Five in twenty. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah. maybe five out of the twenty self ideas. One a minute. Keep going. <laughs> what? It's been five minutes. It's been twenty. It's been twenty minutes. Oh, it's been twenty minutes. <laughs> wow. That, that was quick. <laughs> okay. Well, it, just yeah, it's just interesting to kind of see that this is these are all based off like problems that we've yeah experienced sure. yep, uh, and that's kind of what the criteria is for the shelf. Yep. So yeah, we'll we'll revisit revisit the rejected column very soon. Yep. It's been good to kind of go through and unearth some of the some of the rejected ideas. What's what's one of the favourite ones that you've rejected that we just covered? That we just covered. I like the swag bags. Swag bags. I have a vision for it. What yeah. about you, Ross? Yeah, swag bags as well. <laughs> Well, okay. You as well? Um, I think I'm more towards the search ads app. The yeah. search ads app, yeah. Interesting. I think, I think that would be quite good. So Very interesting. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to the shelf number two. And we'll be be doing another one very soon, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine. Yep. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.